Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, June 8th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky headlined an FT conference yesterday. He said this. First of all, stalemate is not an option for us. He praised and criticized his Western allies. And chaos in the nickel market has led to lawsuits. Plus, our Swamp Notes editors share their thoughts on President Joe Biden and Democrats as the U.S. heads towards the midterm elections. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky says a stalemate with Russia is not an option. Zelensky was speaking through an interpreter to FT editor Rula Halef yesterday. He appealed to Western powers for more military support, but he also criticized what he sees as efforts to explore a ceasefire without involving Kyiv. To find a way out from the stalemate, we need a abiding interest from the West, West in supporting Ukraine's sovereignty and our position There cannot be uh, some talks behind Ukraine's back, any kinds of expectations from certain countries that we are going to weaken our position, we need to wait, or perhaps Ukraine is going to be uh, distressed economically, or or perhaps Ukraine is going to be destructed infrastructurally, and then perhaps Ukraine will be willing to accede some concessions. But we have already lost too many people simply to cede our territory. That is not possible. That's Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky speaking through an interpreter at the FT's Global Boardroom Conference. About two weeks after Russia invaded Ukraine, the price of nickel skyrocketed to a record $100,000 a ton. When that happened, one of the world's most important metal trading hubs, the London Metal Exchange, shut down and it canceled the day's trades. You heard that right. It erased the trades. There was an uproar. We covered it on this show, and our markets editor, Katie Martin, described it like this. So this is what I'm calling the great nickel pickle. Get out. (laughs) Listen. Make sure you trademark that, please. That is amazing. I'm trying to make it stick. Traders were probably not laughing, though, especially those who stood to gain a lot of money. And now a big U.S. hedge fund, Elliott Management, is suing the LME for more than $450 million, saying the move was unlawful. Another Wall Street firm, Jane Street, has also filed a lawsuit. The FT's Neil Hume lays out the likely response from the London Metal Exchange. The LME is going to argue that this was an unruly market. There was nothing else it could do but suspend trading. Now, of course, Elliot will argue that the LME actually overstepped its powers in counseling the trades and actually exercised them unreasonably and irrationally. And that could be a nod to the fact that the LME is ultimately owned by uh, Hong Kong Exchange and Clearing. And of course, the sort of the counterparty that was going to lose a lot of money when the nickel price went up was obviously a big Chinese stainless steel producer. So that's where the case is going to hinge, I think. Makes sense. So, Neil, could the LME's decision to cancel the trades and the uproar that followed, could this lead to any changes? 
Yes, I mean, I think, I mean, ironically, one of the things that we might see come out of this whole sort of crisis is greater changes at the LME. Indeed, the chief executive, Matthew Chamberlain, has been trying to push through changes to make the exchange more transparent, put in new rules. And he indeed wants reporting of the sort of over-the-counter derivatives trades that played a big part in this whole scandal. So yes, I mean, I think this will sort of give the people who want to reform the LME and make it a sort of a less archaic exchange into something more modern, you know, greater leverage to do that. And indeed, there is also reviews going on from the Bank of England and the Financial Conduct Authority. So I think what will emerge from this whole crisis is a very different LME and an arguably one that's more modern and fit for sort of the kind of digital electronic age. Neil Hume is the FT's natural resources editor. The U.S. midterm elections are still five months away, but that's basically right around the corner when you're talking about American politics. This election is especially important because it's a referendum on President Joe Biden and the economy. I'm joined now by the FT's national editor and columnist, Ed Luce, and our global business columnist, Rana Faruhar. They also write the FT's Swamp Notes newsletter. Thanks for joining me, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Great to be here. So the U.S. is dealing with historic inflation gas prices not seen in a decade, and an incredibly tight labor market. Rana, how worried do you think Democrats should be going into the November midterms? Well, in two words, very worried. And inflation in particular is something that just politically is going to be really, really hard to message away. But I have to say, I I want to give a shout out to both the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and the president because A lot of times in a situation like this, there's a blame game. Janet Yellen recently stood up and said, hey, I got it wrong. I thought it was going to be lower. It's a little higher. We're going to course correct. I also like the fact, frankly, that the president is saying, you know what? Inflation is a big deal. The Fed should fight it with all guns. Even if that means a market correction that's going to be not great for him in the midterms and in the presidentials. So, Ed, is there anything that Biden and the Democrats can do either message-wise or policy-wise in the next few months? In terms of messaging, it's very difficult for Biden because he's done the right thing. He met Jay Powell, the chair of the Fed. He said, you're independent. You've got to do what it takes. I'm not going to interfere. And that does mean higher interest rates. It does mean um, there's going to be a continued slowdown. Housing and rent are going to get more expensive. And Biden's going to have to be talking quite responsibly on the need for a soft landing slowdown being the best uh, in the best interests of all Americans. And that's quite a hard message to sell because you're not selling a chicken in every pot. You're selling responsible stewardship. Well, you know, it's interesting. If you put the U.S. in a global context, we're still the cleanest dirty shirt in the closet or the prettiest house on the ugly block, whatever metaphor you want to use. And frankly, I would have expected by this point, for a variety of reasons, a much bigger stock market crash. I think we haven't gotten that in part because there's a war in Europe. China has struggled with its COVID zero policy and the fallout from that. And so you've still got a U.S. that by global standards is, you know, doing pretty well, even though it doesn't feel good to a lot of people. So that's something that he can message. So any final thoughts on President Biden and the economy? Rana, why don't you go first? 
I'm a little worried, Mark, about buying strikes for unnecessary items. You're starting to see consumers say, what do I absolutely need to live? I need to fuel my car. I need to buy food. I need to pay my rent. Everything else, maybe a little expendable. And that's starting to hurt corporations. That then has a knock-on effect in the stock market. And when companies then start cutting back, that affects jobs, so on and so on. You get a snowball effect. So that's something I'm watching pretty carefully. Well, I think we shouldn't overlook the January 6th committee's televised public hearings into the Trump's failed putsch of January 2021. It's not inconceivable. This could change some of the electorate's sort of view of what's at stake in November. Rana Faruhar is the FT's global business columnist, and Ed Luce is our U.S. national editor and columnist. They write the FT Swamp Notes newsletter. FT Premium subscribers can sign up to get Swamp Notes every Monday and Friday. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. Thank you for your time, guys. Thanks so much, Mark. Thank you. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.